Hello and welcome to another podcast from BrettFairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host, Martin. Um, today I'm going to talk about a subject that I think is really, really exciting at the moment, and that is trading the unders markets. So I'm talking under 2.5 goals predominantly. Obviously, there's other unders markets like under 1.5, under 0.5, under 3.5 goals as well. Um, but the thing with unders markets is I always feel like they've been a bit of an untapped gold mine. Like there's a lot of potential there for trading, even for outright betting. But people ignore backing unders because essentially, who wants to watch a match that doesn't have goals? Who wants to cheer on the fact there's not been any goals? That mentality, I think, has held some people back. But the truth is... When you back unders, hey, I'm cheering when those goals aren't going in. I'm cheering those nil-nil draws. I'm cheering those one-ones, those two-nils. You know, when you're backing under 2.5 goals. And the thing is that if everyone wants goals, let's just think about this logically, and everyone wants to back goals, we know how Betfair markets work. The money, The more money you put into something, the more it pushes the price in. So actually a lot of the time, Backing goals is put, you know, a lot of people are pushing that price in and the unders price therefore bounces out. And I think the reason that we see that there's a lot of value sometimes in the under 2.5 goals market is that most people are backing goals. People want goals and by God, they're not going to stop till they get them. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting. I remember Richard Fudder once telling me, professional cricket trader by the way, in case you don't know, once telling me that it pays to go against the market. It pays to go against the crowd. And it makes sense, right? Why do the bookmakers make all their money other than their crazy overrounds? It's because everyone backs the favourites heavily, expecting them always to win. And the truth is, that doesn't happen. You know, favourites don't always win, not by a long shot. And actually the bookmakers make money because... In a sense, they're going. They're always going against the crowd. They're always laying prices on selections that people are willing to take. And the fact is that most people back favourites. That's just the way it is. I guess. I guess we want to win in the same way that people want goals. Traders and people who bet they want to win, so they go for the favourite because they go, well, it will win. Well, of course, we're not really all about winning. We want to win, but we want value as well. And actually, value must be combined with winning. It's no good me winning, you know, a load of bets at odds of 1.5 and going, well, you know, I win. It's brilliant. I win like most of the time. Well, how much do you win? How, what percentage of the time do you win? About 60%. Uh, okay, but odds of 1.5 are 66%. So that means you're actually losing money in the long term. Well, yeah, but, you know, at least I'm winning most of the time. You know, this stuff doesn't matter. It's all about relating it to odds and value. And if you're not doing that, that's where you're going to struggle. And I think this is where unders comes into play. Is that people, because they're backing overs, like I say, they're bouncing that unders price out. And I've always sort of theorized about this. And the more and more I look at the unders, especially the under 2.5 market, I kind of tend to think that, you know, people just really, really do ignore. And sometimes we're getting juicy prices, 2.5, 2.6. 
of teams that where I kind of think, well, why does the market really think there's going to be loads of goals here? And I can't for the life of me work it out. So I want people to really think about this and think maybe unders aren't the solution, are the solution to something here. And it's at least worth looking into. And if you're one of those people that's just like, no, I can't, I can't even look at unders because I just can't bear the thought of there not being a goal. Here's my question. Why are you trading? Right? Why are you trading? Because there's nothing wrong with not wanting to trade unders. That's absolutely fine. But if you're trading just based on your enjoyment of watching a game, I would suggest that you're not trading for the right reasons. Because we should be trading to make money. We shouldn't be particularly worried about whether it's a good football match or not. I couldn't care. When I'm trading a football match, I could not care less about the spectacle. Why would I? I'm trading. I'm making money. This is this is what I'm doing. This is why often I don't actually trade the big matches. I don't actually trade the top games. Because if I'm watching a game, I just want to sit back and enjoy it. I don't really want to trade it. Um, and also, does it fit my criteria? Probably not. I'm scanning all the big leagues. I'm not necessarily just looking at the top Premier League game uh, of the day. So that's something to bear in mind here. And I think a lot of people overlook this. Um, and one of the things I like about unders, like I say, is that I believe you get good value odds a lot of the time. And that actually, you know, we've seen with what Matt's done. We've seen with unders galore strategy as well. It's not difficult to create a strategy for unders that can do well and that's even i mean unders galore i've not even really refined that properly with the leagues or anything yet and it's still doing fine um so i think that's one of the things you have to bear in mind is that there's absolutely nothing wrong with testing out trading and but look at it both ways don't just go oh i, I just want to do overs go well I'll have a look at unders because maybe unders is better maybe unders is the way for me to go personally now, everyone's going to have their preference. Of course they are. And that is absolutely fine. That is absolutely great. You know, if there was no overs backers, the unders market, the underside of the market wouldn't exist. So, you know, unders people need overs people just as much as overs people need unders people for the market to uh, survive. But I would suggest that if you're not feeling it with the overs, if it's not working for you, then maybe unders is the way to go. And maybe the current strategy you're doing, you might want to switch to unders. You know, if you've got an overs strategy and it's not making money, maybe try the unders. Same strategy. Maybe it'll make money. You know, I think a lot of people get hung up sometimes on, well, yeah, but I create this strategy to be an overs strategy. Well, so what? Who cares what you created it to be? All you care about is profit, right? And if profit means going for unders, when originally you wanted to go for overs, then go for unders. Um, you know, I always say to people, people come to me and they say, Martin, I've got this, I, I don't understand it. I've got this strategy. I set it up for over 2.5 goals and it's doing ter like horrifically bad. I go, brilliant. You've now got an, oh, you've now got an under 2.5 strategy that should make you a lot of money. If your strategy is leaking money left, right and center, do the opposite thing. That is, that really is a simple piece of advice I give to everyone on any market, on any strategy. And it's the same with the overs and unders. And I like markets where there's two options because it's so easy to flip. You know, it's not so easy when you go, well, it is in a way, but when you've got more than two options in a market and you're backing something, it's not working out for you. And let's say I say, well, just lay it. Let's say you've been backing Man United, it's not been working. I say, well, we'll just lay them. Lay the, t lay the teams you've been looking to back. I see how that goes. 
They might go, right? It depends how big the odds are. And it depends how many draws there are. That that can often have an impact on the three-way market. So that's why I like the two-way market. It's very simple in that respect. Um, and I think so many people ignore certain markets. Like It's the same with both teams to score, which, to be honest, I've been guilty of myself, of ignoring a market like that for far too long because of the fact that I'm like, well, I prefer these other markets or these other markets are something I've been used to. And really what we should be doing as we expand our portfolios, as we learn to trade, as we add in extra strategies, we should be testing different things, different markets and seeing what works for us. You know, when I was young, I did athletics and what they do in athletics is for the first couple of years when you're young, they don't make you specialize. You just do everything. You know, so I was doing cross country, I was doing 100 meters, I was doing 400 meters, I was doing long jump, I was doing pole vault. I was basically doing decathlon, but I was like 10 right and the thing was it was a really good way of trying everything out properly because if i'd have gone in and what i ended up specializing in was long jump and i ended up doing pretty well um but if i specialized straight away in what i wanted to specialize in i probably have ended up doing i don't know like 100 meters or something right or i don't even know what but the thing is i might have even done a longer distance it wouldn't have worked for me you know, when I did specialize in long jump, I excelled. And, and all it was was one day they were short, I think, on one of the teams. And they went, oh, can we just do long jump as well? Because what happens in athletics a lot of times, you end up filling in other events because there's so many in a day and, you know, squads are only so big. And I did so well at the long jump. I was like, wow, I've actually got a talent for this. And this is the one I can do long term. And But this is this is the thing with trading. You should be trying different things out. You should have a look at other things. I don't even think there's anything wrong with looking at other sports. I do think it's good to specialise once you know what you want to do. But I also think, especially when you're starting out, but I also think you have to try a little bit of everything to work that out. You know, what's the use of me starting trading and going, do you know what, I'm actually just going to trade cricket. Then I go and trade it and I go, I'm not actually any good at cricket. Trading? Well, what was the point of that? Why didn't I just try everything a little bit and work it out? Um, and I think there's four sports to do that in. I think football, cricket, tennis, horse racing. They're kind of the four sports, you know, the four horses of Betfair trading, I'm going to call them. Um, and they are the staples, the cornerstones, right? The absolute cornerstones of Betfair trading. And you can try each of those out a little bit without putting money on. You can, you can pay for trade and things like that. And that's how you work that stuff out. Anyway, guys, try the unders. Honestly, I think it's a really, really good idea. I'll be back with another podcast soon.